Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with David Preston, who's with Crew Valor in College Station, Texas. What I love about it, I love how he knows and understands his strengths, and you're going to hear tangible ways how he's integrated those into his life and his work and at home. I really love how he leads his teams to know their strengths too, how that has helped them all to be more effective and also just enjoy their work more. Since I have adaptability and connected, which are his top two strengths, I really like hearing how he talks about how those show up in his everyday life. Most of all, I love hearing his clear vision for his life in ministry and how he's getting there with his strategic and futuristic strengths paving the way. As you listen, it might be easy to think, wow, that's great for him, but what about me and my strengths? I would love to help you take your next step in understanding and embracing your strengths. It might be first taking the Clifton Strengths Assessment or scheduling a coaching session or team workshop with me. Email me at barbaragcolwell at gmail.com. I would love to start the conversation. Lastly, if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts about what you're enjoying about Embrace Your Strengths, that would help me so much to know what's been meaningful to you. Thanks. In the meantime, enjoy hearing from David. I am excited for you to hear from my next guest, David Preston. David has served with Crew Valor for many years and has such a heart for men and women to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God and to become disciples of Jesus. Welcome, David. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, I'm excited to to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And can you just start with just telling a little bit about who you are, where you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. I live in College Station, Texas with my wife, Laura, and we have uh, four grown kids. Uh, Three live here in town, two are at Texas A&M. And my daughter just got married and moved to Idaho Falls, Idaho this summer. Uh, I serve as a national director for uh, Valor, which is a ministry of crew. And we serve ROTC and academy students, help them integrate their cadet life and faith. And then we also help uh, military veterans who are back on college campuses getting their degree. We help them find their new mission and integrate uh, just that transition with walking with Christ. So what God might have them do. So we've been doing it for 25 years. I felt like it's what I was meant to do. I was a cadet at Texas A&M and didn't know at all how to integrate just the faith I grew up with and cadet life and my future and um, through being involved with with crew here at A&M that just changed how I viewed life and they showed me what God's purpose was, who he created me to be. And so I've been here since uh, 1995 working with Valor and I've seen just love it. Felt like it's what I was created to do. So, oh, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fun to um, 
just have this time to visit with you. I know we've kind of known each other over the years and Warren's sure loved his time with mm-hmm. you and other great Aggies in College Station. <laughs> yeah. He um, is enjoying his new coffee gadget you told him about. Great. <laughs> seems like I think all of you Aggie people that Warren knows are all really coffee connoisseurs. So that's fun. Yeah. But also I appreciate, it'll be fun just to hear more about you and um, just the things we'll talk about with your strengths. Cause um, my daughter, Rachel was an Aggie and she was, she was one that didn't, she might've been like a two percenter, but I shouldn't really say that, <laughs> but it just, it, I just love the culture right. at A&M mm-hmm. and just seeing, seeing just, all the things that happened there, but even like you're saying, the things that you learned as you were part of the Aggie culture and being part mm-hmm. of the um, the ministry and the military theme there at, at A&M. So I'm excited. And it does sound like you've really just enjoyed just what you've been able to do with Valor. Would that be true? Oh, yeah. L- love it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like I'm on a mission that I enjoy and I get to, and then I've learned how to use my strengths in the midst of it. So it's even more fun the more I discover my strengths. And so it's, that's awesome. Well, well, tell Mm us um, what your top five Clifton strengths are. I just even backing up, I, um, I just appreciated the time I had with your team Mm -hmm. several years ago talking about strengths and I could tell like you said, that you knew about your strengths. And so it'll be fun to hear um, again what they are and kind of what's helped you understand them more. So mm-hmm. tell us about your strengths. Yeah, well, I forget when we first did the test. I did it a while back. And as soon as I did it and they printed out my five, I was like, yeah, this is exactly me. And it helped define how I think and it helped me you know, integrate those strengths together. I just like three weeks ago went online and paid to get my 34 in order. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and number six was like, Oh yeah, that's me. Um, so <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. So yeah. So number one is adaptability and that is the theme that integrates into every other strength. I mean, that's just, I would say that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Number two is connectedness. I mean, that's how I view the world. And then, um, and then I have ideation, strategic, and futuristic. So I tell people the present is my past, and the future is my present. So I tend mm. to think in the in you know what could be, not what is or what was. So, so those mm. are my five strengths, and I think they're dead on. Mm, that's great. Did you, when did you start to see like glimpses of these strengths in your life? Kind of just, is it always kind of, you always mm. been wired that way? Or like you said, when you saw them, it just made so much sense to you. Oh yeah. When I look at my past, I go, oh, that's why I behave that way. Um, so with adaptability, when I was young and immature, I could never make a decision because there were mm-hmm. too many options and I wanted to do them all. And it would really frustrate me. Uh, but then as I grew, um, I could step in a room, see what was needed on a team or whatever. And I could adapt and be that that was needed on the team. Mm. Um, I love K I, 
I don't like chaos as far as drama, but I love uh, when we have to change things and rethink, you know, how things are done. Um, mm -hmm. And I get bored very quickly with the status quo. So I even, I'll tell people once I've built something, somebody else needs to take it over. Cause even if it's, we've worked, running at maximum like efficiency, I'll change it just to change it. Oh. And sometimes that's not very good. So I'd rather go have a new problem huh. uh, to develop, you know, to solve something new or give me new territory to go and figure out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I see it all through my life. I'm a jack of all trades. I like all sports, but I'm not dedicated to any. Um, so I've, yeah, I like doing everything. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think especially about um, strategic and futuristic, which mm -hmm. are your number four and five. And I've noticed yeah. that I think a lot of people that are leaders definitely mm -hmm. have those strengths, but not as many have both of them. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say about that? Or how it from what I mm -hmm. understand about you is like you've always been kind of leading the charge. What does that look like? Yeah, I think I'm good at, you know, casting a picture of the future. I can see it. So like when I, I remember when I realized I was going to do this ministry, I was actually in seminary and I was telling, I thought I'd go plant churches. And so I wanted to go somewhere where nothing was there and then just start and plant things. So I kept asking God to give me a, uh, you know, what country. And then the guy who discipled me at A&M and just really showed me, and changed my life and allowed me to have an impact in the core, which is the plan. Um, he came up to seminary and had left stat, uh, you know, leading the ministry at A&M. And, and while, while I was here, the ministry grew to about 220 cadets. And then it just dropped down to a handful again. And, and so one day he came up and challenged me. He goes, why don't you think about going back and working with cadets? And at that, probably within the next six months, I knew what I was going to do for the next for the rest of my life foreseeably. And so it was just, and I even, um, and this doesn't always happen, but I can always, sometimes the future isn't clear. I just have ideas, but this was clear as day. Um, and I even wrote a paper in one of my classes um, where we were kind of thinking, what what's your life going to be about? What you're going to lead? I could pull out that paper from 19... I don't know, 92. And it would be exactly what I've done, you know, to this point. And, and it was come back to A&M, establish a ministry to cadets and duplicate that on every campus in the U S that had ROTC and Academy on it. And so, wow. Seemed pretty simple. I knew the steps. I knew what I, you know, that I would come on staff because I was the best Avenue with crew. I would come here. I knew what I would do the first year. And then I knew, you know, generically what it would look like. And then strategically, I can always, you know, I can always have steps to get there, like things that need to happen. Um, but what I love, personally, what I, it, I think is unique about me, especially with other leaders and crew, is with adaptability and connectedness. That's a very fluid plan, the strategic plan. And so what I, and because of ideation, I can have a hundred ideas. So what I've learned over time is to really hone down and focus on maybe two or three things to focus on as far as ideas. 
um, to bring other people in, I always test my ideas with other people and just offer them as I can like when we were early, my wife and I'd come home from seminary and I said, I have an idea. Let's go to Philippines and work with businessmen. And she <laughs> thought we're done, you know, start packing. This is what we're yeah. doing. It was just an idea to me. And so it would really frustrate my wife because then I would always change my, our plans. And so I had to learn to know what's an idea. Yeah that I'm not thinking to, about and how to talk about it. Not <laughs> to put her I, over the edge every day. Yeah. Cause I've already strategically planned it out. Here's what it looks like. It's what we do. We hit the ground, you know? And so she's thinking, Oh my gosh, we're going. And I'm just, you know, it's just how I process. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but what, but, I, and so I can have a clear picture of the future. I can have, I'll have five plans to get there in my head. Like I can see five different ways to get there. But then what I've learned is I can never get there alone. And so, it, you know, like what learned early in Strength Finders, there's no well-rounded leaders, only well-rounded teams. And so I think, well, who's my team and what is their contribution and input to this? And so I've learned to kind of listen and go as a team. So I've slowed way down in how fast I move. Um, I really listen to other people. And that's part of the connectivity, connectedness is knowing everybody's on my team, you know, for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I hate the phrase, get the right people on the bus. I love the, so I've changed it to, I say, um, I'm on the bus I'm on with the people I have. And now let's figure out how to maximize the bus. Mm, you know, the people I have, because, you know, in crew, it's all, we're all volunteers. I don't go find somebody, recruit and pay them. God calls people, they land in my lap and I go, all right, well, how can I, you know, what are what are their gifts, strengths, abilities so that I can connect them to the overall plan and future of Valor and we can all get there because they're the they're a key piece. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so that's, anyways, I kind of threw them all out there, but, um, but definitely yeah. I have a pic, I always have a picture of the future and I always have an idea how to get there. And I've learned what to share with people and what not to, so to invite them in, not to look like I have the plan and they need to get on board and do my plan. That's not ever, that just never works. And it's not a holistic plan. So, yeah. And I think that's where I connectedness taps into. So I think, I, I think it helps me lead teams and it helps me be a good project manager. Although um, I have very loose plans, so that can frustrate people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have to divide things out and give people their own territory that they can use their strengths in that area, you know, on a project. So if they need a list, you know, that they check off and they're extremely disciplined and organized, that's great. I've got to give them room to, you know, to do that like within your, the bigger wife likes list, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. she have discipline? She does. Shows. She's everything I'm not. And so <laughs> I, I look at responsibility and I go, what a curse to have that. <laughs> you can't just jump and go do something else. Oh my gosh. When you're responsible. <laughs> oh, you know, my yes means maybe. And so I have to learn how to, how to really mm-hmm. think before I say yes. Cause my yes is a maybe. And I have to really commit. You know, I have mm-hmm. to think when I say yes, it's a commitment to her. She has to say, be careful what she says yes to because then she's completely committed. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I, but it's, I love yeah. hearing like what you said of just how 
just how you tied all those together and just mm -hmm. your vision and how you lead mm -hmm. your teams and um, especially, I don't know, it seems like it should be basic, but I think the, the value and care that I sense that you have for your team, because you, you see them and their uniqueness as integral to what you're trying to accomplish. So I mm -hmm. love just thinking about that and just being part of your team. And I'd want to be on the bus and go where you're going. <laughs> so I'd well, love to have me, you on the bus. <laughs> so. Well, it's really exciting and I, and to think I, yeah. about. And I don't even describe, I'm not even driving the bus, you know, the Lord's driving the bus. And so, you know, and our, our bus happens, the bus we're on is getting to every cadet and veteran on every campus in every country. That's our yeah, bus. So, so tell me more about so that, like how that's been um, some of those yeah. path steps that you've had with that. Yeah. So early on, a, a vision statement came to me that motivates me. And it's still my favorite. I say, if we reach cadets today, we'll reach the military tomorrow and the world the day after that. And so it's kind of a clear visual plan. And, and then, you know, able to break down, um, you know, our the great thing about our mission strategy, it's pretty simple, straightforward, and it's a, it's achievable as we partner. It's It's not so overwhelming. So I love our piece. And so as we look, there's 300 campuses that train ROTC cadets, uh, and then there's um, four military academies. And so as you look at those, there's a defined number, and then all cadets go to those 300 places to train. So there might be cadets on, there's cadets on 1,600 campuses across the U.S., but um once a week, they all gather in one location for training and on these 300 places for training. So we call those hub campuses. So our goal is if we can have a Valor movement on the or one of our partner ministries we partner with, if one of us can be on one of the 300 campuses and we're within arm's reach of every cadet in the U.S., cadet and midshipmen. And so it's, it's just a clear plan. Um, and just along the way, you know, when I first started, you know, the idea was, well, let's shoot for getting to the top 25 with staff teams. And then along the way, it's like, well, then we're not even a half of the cadets in the U.S. And so, you know, we adapted to the distance coaching model um, and started recruiting staff to have an area where they travel from campus to campus and coach the cadets who are leading the ministry on the campus. And so that's when we went from gosh, 10 campuses to, you know, now we're at 141 ourselves. And with our partners, I think we're at about 165 of the mm. 300 we're shooting for. And so what I like is, you know, everything from how we bring on staff and their dis job description to free them up to do what they need to do in their area, their territory, because it might look different on the West Coast and the East Coast. So I feel like we have the correct plan to empower staff to empower students to lead ministry. Um, all we're just allowing the Lord to grow our number of staff and so that we can get to more campuses and our partnerships. And so it's um, mm, that's and, and then the beauty is to see God bring people to us 
And so last week, literally last week, a guy calls me. He's on staff with Crew. We've never been at West Point. Crew has never been at West Point. And uh, and he's a his he's on staff with Crew. His son's going to West Point, and he goes up there and he starts talking to chaplains. And they're like, "Why don't you come up here and help us?" And so mm. we can literally be at West Point in the fall with fully supported staff ready to go. And Gosh. I just think that's how God has been doing things with us from the beginning. And so we operate as if He's going to do that. And I think that's my. I think that's where my connectedness allows me to just, you know, just kind of trust and allow things to happen, not force things because mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. And God's, you know, and I apply that, you know, to my faith in the Lord. And yeah, so, it, so it's just, it's easy and fun. Nothing's hard work unless we make <laughs> yes. it hard. It just comes and it, we just, and then we have, you know, we adapt the opportunity and move. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh, and I can share with you story after story like that. You know, um, we're at Fort Knox this summer and we, oh man, we're halfway through the summer and all the army cadets in the U.S. go there for training in the summer. And we've already had over 2000 in Bible study just halfway through the summer and over oh, wow. 600 have said, I want to connect with Valor back on campus. And so we, and that they're from, they're from 200 different campuses across the U S as far as those three those hub campuses. And so it's just, I mean, how easy is this? So then we, you know, we get the contact and we call them up and they may be on a campus we're not on, but we have a person there that could start one and then we coach them or we plug them into existing ones. So, and that happens every summer. And so it's just, it's just like, we've got this beautiful, just process going and then I can think about it different way, you know, and increase it, you know, increase our effectiveness, whatever. But yeah, it's just, it just it just feels easy. The Lord's working, and we're just, you know, that's exciting. Just, just doing it. <laughs> so, well, um, this is kind of might seem like a kind of a mute point, but I mean, one of the ideas is about strengths is that the more that you use them or develop them or Mm -hmm. put effort and energy in them, they become more, not just a talent, but really a strength. Is there anything Mm -hmm. you've done that has um, helped you develop your Mm -hmm. strengths? I mean, it sounds to me like you're using them every day, but is there any particular thing you're like, Hey, I'm going to, and I know it's a different kind of question to think about because usually you're thinking about a different thing that you Mm want to develop, but. Has there been anything yeah, no. happen along the way? Yeah. One of the things I've realized once I discovered my strengths, I realized that's why I love the books I love and the type of mm. books. And so, um, and so I'm drawn to books that talk about ways of thinking or this is how things work. And so, um, from any, yeah. And, or from this, this is how the brain works and can adapt. And, um, um, I mean, there was a Margaret, oh, what's her name? Margaret Wheatley wrote a book and she's, as far as I know, not a believer in anything, but she's, she knows quantum. She's, a, she helps leaders develop, but she also got interested in quantum physics. I think that's what it is, but she talks about understanding the two and then in, in the quantum world, um, and I may be explaining this 
not use the right terminology, but basically they break things apart to see how it works. And as they break things apart to smaller components, especially in science, they first of all, they discover how much they don't know every time they break it more apart and see how it functions. Because when you put it all back together, it could operate a million different ways putting all those pieces back together, but they seem to operate in togetherness. And so she talks about the um, the chaos is out there. If you measure it, it's not chaos at all. There's actually um, a pattern to it the more you view it. And so she just talks about embracing the unknown as part of the marvel of the journey. Not get frustrated with stuff you can't describe. And I don't know, for some reason that just clicked with me. You know, in my walk with the Lord and ministry, it's like, you know, part of the part of the marvelous thing is as we move into what God is doing, we're more and more amazed. And I feel like I know less and less what I'm doing, but I see more and more of a pattern of it, you know, do a you know, do the few things really well and it just it tends to work in a yeah. complex environment you see patterns so so anyway so anyway sorry just so books like that um what's your tipping point you know anything that explains how things work i i enjoy um and then i enjoy just the strength finders so we i've done it with you know with every team i've been on um and so one of the and I think doing strength finders with my team actually strengthens my gift and my ability to do connectedness, adaptability, you know, strategic, because I know what I'm working with. Uh-huh. And, and so once I understand our team, one practical thing. So we, we had a team here locally at A&M, wide variety. So from me, national director, to a regional director, to another national team person, to and then four people who worked on the campus and so we didn't even have the same like things we were going after but we met together and we would work on projects together and so you could see how the variety of our focus our time commitment all that could bring conflict on a team but once we did strength finders and so we're working on a so anyway so we're working on our vision dinner which is a huge project and we're all involved with so once we did Strength Finder, we assigned the team duties for that project based on our strengths. And you could just tell it changed the room. Everybody relaxed and everybody got excited and everybody did their job really well. And it was a great event. And we all and then we all enjoyed working with each other because we knew what everybody was gifted at. And we allowed them yeah. to run with that area. And it and the same thing happened. So you know, I have four kids and they're totally different. And one of our, we went on one of our family vacations and I made them all do strength finders. And so one evening we just pulled them out and talked about them. Mm. And since then they dialogue now with each other over their strengths. Like they know each other and I can hear them say, Oh, I can see why you would do it that way because of this. And then they, and then they would start explaining to one another things and the other kids strengths. So they would understand it better. Oh, that's awesome. And it, it just really, it was the coolest thing. And then, of course, with me and my wife, but then they saw how we ticked too. And so our interactions with our kids were better and more um, purposeful and intelligent, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing who the other person was. And, you know, it allowed me to see my son and not push him 
towards ambition because that's just not his thing, you know, and and be able to really help him thrive and his strengths and work get through college, which he couldn't mm-hmm. he hated, but now he's oh. thriving in a job that he likes and he's good at. And so it but so it's just uh, yeah, so it's great. Just, yeah. It's great. just so seems mm-hmm. so basic, but it's mm-hmm. like takes effort to to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> no, I, every would, conversation but... I have, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what are your strengths? Have you done this assessment? And mm-hmm. and I think like as I was talking with a friend earlier this week, it's like we all want to be known and understood mm-hmm. and in our work or in our family and I don't know. I just think this is such a great tool to, to kind of get those mm-hmm. glimpses into each other. And it's not everything about a person, but to me, it just is a really concrete and straightforward to mm-hmm. see like, Oh, wow. You have whatever strength it is, but just to, right. to mm-hmm. understand it. Well, tell me yeah. about, you mentioned um, about some things you're doing with veterans Mm -hmm, sure and tell me about that yeah so so this is another um just huge god thing so i met this guy i always explain things in the connectedness realm like because right like okay some people are like cut to the chase but so i was up at dallas theological seminary um and they had a veterans day where they were honoring the veterans and there was a guy who spoke at chapel who was a veteran and then they hosted a luncheon with different people like me who could just share about opportunities for veterans in ministry and i met a guy up there and so the speaker and then another guy worked with them they're called the albers group out of dallas and they go off strength finders and but he's a you know, they're believers and they just want to help people thrive and God's how God created and gifted them. And they use this. So anyways, we connected there and we talked about, Hey, let's have lunch and nothing for a year and a half, just couldn't make it work. And then our veterans director moved from Fort hood to A&M and he goes, I'm going to sign up for a class just so I can be a veteran on campus and meet other veterans. And he did. And he met the same, he met the same guy I was trying to connect with. Huh. And since I had met him, he'd come to A&M. So, so with veterans, they have a very, they don't have a good um, percentage of veterans who graduate and stay at their first job for one year. Because what they found is they're coming out of the military with a military job description. And this is what I have been doing. Um, and so they write their resume based on here's what I've done. And it just doesn't translate. And so they end up in the wrong job, which they don't like, and they quit. And so they went before one of the Senate committees and said, we, we want to help develop an Army program that helps veterans discover their strengths, according to Strength Finder, um, be coached, develop their, their uh, resume according to their strengths, and then help biz- big businesses hire them based on their strengths and get away from this old system that doesn't work. And so they, so the, the guys in charge of all veterans at Texas A&M said, do that here. We want to be the best at it. Do it here. And so, so anyways, the Senate said, here's how we work. You do something. If you put this together and it works, then we'll fund it. So then the guy at A&M said, I'll do it. And so here, Jack Helmer, who moved here, meets this guy because he signs up for the program unknowingly. 
that is basically a mentor. You sign up, you do your strengths, you get a, a mentor that mentors you in your strengths. And then you as a veteran, then after you've gone through it a year, you advise the veterans next year in there and you have all this stuff. And so, so we, and, and so for us here, we, we have a really hard time connecting with veterans. It's one off. They, they come here, they, it's like a job. They don't connect with student activities and they're older. And so they just don't mesh with 18 year olds because they're coming in at, Right. You know, 22 and older and half of them are married and they've seen combat and they're just not interested in, you know, standing in a stadium and cheering or, you know, or yeah. doing the Aggie yells Whoopin, or the yeah. different things. Yeah. They're just like, are you kidding me? I'm here for a job. I'm here to get a degree so I can get a job. That's all they think about. And so being able to plug in with this group. So they are, they, I think this year they're going to, so there's probably 1300 veterans here. And this, and I think this fall, they're going to have about 150 of them in this vet map group where they help them. And, and so the cool thing using my gifts, I've met with the leader and as I'm talking to him, you could tell everything's on him and he has no room to expand to more students. And so he's coaching every student, all this. So as I worked with them, I said, what if I could find some veteran, some solid men in the community here, veterans who can be your, who, who you can train to be the mentors of the students. So he's like, great. So we gathered a group and here, and here's the God thing is one of the members of the group. He's a veteran friend of mine is a professor at the, at Texas A&M and he just got certified in strength finders so that he could train others. I Gosh. mean, that's the, so he's on the team. So now he's leading the whole group in strength finders. And mm. so you can, and so we, um, yeah. So in August we'll launch, like bring people together, share strengths around a table with the mentors and this, and we'll, you know, we'll be involved in these student lives. And the, and the beauty is that, th- that, you know, what takes so long for us and especially in ministry is you, Okay, and it's the hardest with a veteran. A student's a little quicker, but with a veteran, to get to know them, to get to the question of why, who are you and why are you here is mm-hmm. a long time to build trust. But in the first meeting we sit down with them now, they've already filled out their strengths and we sit down and he goes, let's discuss who you are based on your strengths. Now, what do you think your purpose is? That's, so we get to start there. And, wow. and have, you know, impact immediately. And, and of course, you know, anytime you discuss someone's strengths, it, it changes their life and their direction. Yeah. And so our desire is, you know, we'll ask the question, do you believe in a creator or not? And if they say no, then we say, okay, well, then where do you draw your purpose? And we can, because we're working with the university on this, we're volunteers. So we can go Mm -hmm. that way, but they say, I believe in a creator. Then we can say, would you like to know what his purpose for you is and Mm -hmm. and to go along with, you know, what you're trying to do. And so it's just a great place where we're very excited about the fall to see what, what's going to happen. So yeah, it's just, it's just really neat. And what a platform to invest in somebody's life. I can't think of no better platform than to start with string finders. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so fun. That's so great. Well, um, I, this is just exciting to hear just 
the practicalness of that and just those different people and how understanding their strengths is going to help want them into their purpose for their life. Yeah, like you said, yeah. well, um, I imagine that you've written your own personal mission statement. Um, how do you feel like your strengths kind of in, integrate with that? Yeah. So my purpose in life is, which I worked out a while back before Strength Finders and it stays true is pioneer new places to help people realize their full acceptance in Christ. So I have a twofold purpose. I have a passion that people would know how much God loves them and accepts them for who they are, right where they're at, everything he's done for them. He did because of who, just who they are existing as his, you know, creative being. And through their life, they've heard how bad they are from, it can be from parents, teachers, religious leaders, even. And so they're carrying this weight of they're not good enough. And so that's probably my deepest heart passion, but in the area of pioneering new areas, I love to go. So, you know, that's why in seminary is like, throw me in a country and just let me loose somewhere. No one's been, and I'll just figure it out to, you know, now it's okay. We have cadets all across the country and how do we get this message to every single one of them and then help ground them in the Lord and then help them build from there. And so, you know, and um, so as far as where my strengths are, I mean, all of them speak to pioneering, you know, just the, uh, all that stuff. Um, and then I think over time, so I help, you know, um, um, so my, I think my best self now, especially since I'm older and have a lot of experience is I can, I can step into teams. So one of my phrases, I help people get unstuck. And so it can be personally or a team. And so like one of the areas where my, I could see my strength and because we understood each other's strengths, the local team here at AM, the directors of Valor said, Hey, would you come and just help us process our strategy for next year? Because they knew, hey, this is something I seem to be good at. And so we sat down, got a whiteboard, and I just said, Tell me what you're currently doing. You know, okay, what is it? What's your overall? You know, our overall is wind built in. So, you know, we categorize them there. And I just said, We're, where are you seeing God move? Where are your strengths? Where are your lacks? We put it all up on the board. And by the end of about two hours, they had a clear picture of what they needed to focus on to meet their vision and mission for the campus for next year. And they rearranged everything. And it, and it, and so that was a little over a year ago. So they actually changed everything to say, we need the student, we need to train our students to lead. That's our key thing. And so they, by faith, just said, we're establishing leaders. People, you know, apply and then we'll have training. And all the students were like, what? We don't know about this stuff, but we'll do it just because you asked us to. And they did it. They bought in. Then COVID hit where our, st our staff couldn't go on campus. Oh. And so the students literally took off with it. It was our best year. And so, you know, you see the timing of it. Anyway, that's all my how I view things, but, um, but, but they were able to come up with the mission on their own, stick to it for a year. And I was at a meeting at the end of last, at the end of this year. 
and the students were sharing about how the staff came to them and asked them to trust them to move towards discipleship and them leading the ministry. And they said, okay, we'll try it. And now they were literally out there begging the students behind them. You've got to do this. It was the best year of our lives. And we learned so much and the ministry grew and they were leading it. And so it was just, so I think that's one area just seeing, you know, I, I just, yeah, just your love helping people of, thrive. Yeah. Being able yeah. to help them. And then connect, helping them connect things. Okay. You know, what are y'all skipping this? I mean, you know, when you came and worked with our team, you gave us a sheet that helped me probably put everything together more than anything. I've never seen a sheet and I forgot what it was, but it was a one sheet, but adaptability and connectedness were kind of on the outside of how everybody functions different ways. Oh yeah. And I think about see, that a lot too. Uh, so I can see things from everybody's point of view and see what they're thinking. And then I can think through, okay, how do these two people work together or mm-hmm. how do these two, you know, how do you take all these things you're wanting to do, hone it down so that they work together and they yeah. support each it, other. And it's like the so, adaptability and connectedness mm-hmm. kind of are a dotted line around all of the other right. strengths yeah. Yeah. in those, um, in those quadrants. And yeah. cause I have both of those also. And, I think one of the things I liked a lot about when we did that with your team, because I felt like you had a, a little bit more pulse, even with, with your connectedness, maybe because you lead teams, but kind of just that you can pull things together. Well, but I do see both of those strengths mm-hmm. as they're a little more invisible. Kind mm-hmm. of. Yes. But to us that have them, it's like, it just, permeates how we are seeing everything, but it's kind of hard to explain maybe. Yeah. I think it's hard to define and misunderstood those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually wrote that down on my sheet. Those two, they're the hard, we, we see what's missing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can't sometimes like I'll be in a worship service or something and I'll go, something's missing. I don't know what it is, but there's just something that if it was there would bring all this together, you know, mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, different things. And I think on teams mm-hmm. and then I think the adaptive, you know, what I encourage somebody with adaptability is when you're on a team, find the role that no one's serving and you could probably serve in that role for at least a short period of time. Mm, that's good. And that's, what I, t- I tend to, if I'm on a team, I go, okay, if somebody's stepping up and leave, they are fine. They lead, I'll do something, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. if nobody wants, I just step into. Yeah. Well, any and then other, I lead with um, my strengths in that role. You know, not that I'm getting in a role I'm not good at. I just get in a role and use my strengths in that role. So, yeah. Well, that's really helpful. And do you have mm-hmm. any other quick little um, words of advice to anyone that has any of these? any of the other strengths that you have or lives with someone that has them or knows someone yeah. like that? Yeah. I think the I've learned, you know, especially with my wife, we even had a conversation this morning. It was very interesting um, about what she's going to do in the future um, within crew and with her responsibility, you know, a role needs to be defined and she sticks with it. And I'm telling her, you don't need a defined role. Just do what you want to do. <laughs> 
So, and she's like, that's like telling you go do the same thing every single day. He says, I just, she says, I just can't do it. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. You know? Um, I, so one of the things I've really, um, um, idea, well, yeah, real quick ideation. You'll have a million ideas. I, you don't have to share them all kind of let them flesh and in your own head, unless something's really coming out in a meeting and a, and a problem needs to be solved and you have an idea, but if you're just brainstorming, you know, like in my head, I go, I got three ideas. What's the best one? Just share one. <laughs> so, mm, just filter. Yeah, filter. Get uh-huh. a filter. Um, I think I love, yeah. Um, I mean, strategic. I feel like a lot of people have strategic, especially in our ministry, but futuristic just to be able to paint a picture of the future that. So when we're all confused, you can paint a picture of the future that reunifies everybody and not even necessarily visionary, but just honing in. What is it that we all want at the end of the day? and paint a picture of that so that no matter if I have different values to get there or different strengths to get there, Mm -hmm. we're at least unified under the same end result. And that's, I feel like that's a lot of the, a lot of our cultural stuff going on too right now within the culture and within crews. I think we all want the same results. We've just come from a different place and we have different values and pains and things that will get us to that place that are incompatible with one another right now. And yeah, it's going to take some, and then I think, and then also with connectedness, one of the pains I experienced with connectedness and adaptability is on a team, especially when I'm serving with peers um, is if two of them are in conflict, I can see why I can see their point of view. And when they cannot see each other's point of view, trying to step in the middle and be a mediator to help get there is, to me, it, it usually only works out 20% of the time and the other, or half the time. And a lot of times you have two friends in mad at you for not taking their side. Mm. Like you literally can see both sides and you're just like, if you know, it's hard and it's painful yeah. and I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. When you know, after it's happened once, I'm like, I got to figure out a different way to do it so that I don't end up, <laughs> you know, that's where I need, that's one area I need to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just, um, yeah, I've got to, I'm learning better ways to do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's all through our organization right now is trying to help people understand one another. So I've got to yeah. figure out how to do that better. Well, so, it seems like you have um, a lot of experience with that and even just the knowledge and use you've had with people's strengths. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of a an extra tactic of being able to identify with people in a, in a good way. Well, we could go on and on. I love yeah. just hearing just your <laughs> thoughts and how you really um, are integrating these in your life and you have been for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's just exciting to hear a little bit more about what you're doing and these strengths. Um, so 
thank you for um, taking time to share. And one tiny last question I have mm-hmm. is what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, all, all of our kids have come through some hard times with um, illnesses, which has also led to hard times in relationships that they've had. And I feel like we're coming to the other end of it where they know they're, you know, I think through strength finders too, we're able to identify and and they're all coming out the other end of it, knowing who they are Um uh, what they can, you know, understanding the journey they were on and they're all starting to thrive. Um, and just learn, I'm seeing extreme rapid growth of the things that have been built in their lives. Now that they're just kind of taking off. So that that brings, that's the most exciting thing, um, to me, as far as my family and then, and then ministry, just I think the veteran stuff, it's just, I mean, when I think about what's going on here at A&M and seeing it unfold mm. um, and, and the possibility of what it could mean for the whole U.S., I just yeah. think, wow, we're on the ground level of something that is just amazing. And this could be really, you know, this could be, a you know, one of those things you only see once in your life and, you know. I'm really excited about that. So, well, that's yeah. that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing, David. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, just been a delight to visit with you today, and I know the things you shared are going to um, be encouraging for our listeners. That, um, yeah, have all kinds of touch points with um, what you're doing and about your strengths and their strengths. So, thank mm-hmm. you for. Being on Embrace Your Strengths. Yeah, you bet. Well, thank you for what you do and your investment, not only in my life, but in our teams here. This is, um, yeah, it bears much fruit, I assure you. So thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.